Hello, mommy audience. I am here with my littles. Hi. Hi. Okay. Uh, and we are on our first day of holiday vacay, and we are a struggle bus. So I cannot seem to get all the pieces to go together to launch this episode. But you know what? That called life and momhood. So I decided to go with the real, the realness. Please enjoy this episode with Gila of at the mom who knew much and damn this woman knows too much and Kendra of at anxious moms and we hope that your vacay is going better than ours yep you got anything to add yeah <laughs> enjoy Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Neurotic Nourishment. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed making it. A few quick things, just some news. One is um, I did start a YouTube channel for reasons I can't quite understand, but was basically told it would be a good idea. So if you are on YouTube and you want to follow me, you can find me at Dr. Lindsay Callen Wisner. Also, I am still pushing our Patreon, guys. Neurotic Nourishment needs your support. For those of you that don't understand what Patreon is, it's kind of a way for you guys to show me your love by showing me the money. For example, for just $5 a month, you can have access to all of the secret episodes that no one else does. Currently, we have uh, the truth about medication, accurate truths versus urban legends, a manpology, what is it and why you're fucking it up, um, want to stay married, sometimes it pays to keep your mouth shut, and lastly, divorce affairs and how Paul Rudd can save your marriage. There will also be another one coming up this week on um, social aggression and friend groups and why your daughter's friend group may truly be driving her insane. So if you would like to support the Neurotic Nourishment on Patreon, head over to patreon.com backslash neurotic nourishment and you can also find me on at Psych Shrink Mom on Instagram and, of course, at Neurotic Nourishment also on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast, a podcast for smart moms. I'm Dr. Lindsay Weisner. I'm a psychologist, a mom, an author, and an occasional shit show. I'm Sharon Sapir. I'm a mom with a master's in nutrition from a fancy pants school, and I still want to eat my face off sometimes. We want to make you think. We want to make you laugh. And we want to remind you that, hey, we all go through shit. Welcome to the first episode of the Neurotic Nourishment Patreon feed. Woo! Our first bonus episode is kind of like a Charlie's Angels kind of thing. Um, I podcast with special guest Kendra of At Anxious Moms, who's fucking amazing, and um, Gila Pfeffer of At The Mom Who Knew Too Much. Kendra is that person who gives voice to the fears that we all have but don't have the nerve to talk about. All those anxieties, Kendra will give them out for us, which is awesome. Gila is a badass expatriate living in London with four kids. 
I don't understand, but apparently she can handle it. Oh, and she's smoking hot, I should say. Um, she is also my new bestie, even if she doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to force myself into her life. Gila has a kick-ass blog called themomwhonewtoomuch.com and has written for New York Times Parenting and Sandwiches and Psych Meds, just to name a few. Hope you enjoy this episode, and thank you for being a part of our Patreon. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I know I wanted something class here to start with but this is all I had so um today is a super thrill because we get Kendra from Anxious Moms and Gila who decided to make the most complicated Instagram name to type ever I respect those periods though I do which is it's always overcomplicated I like it um at the mom who knew too much and we wanted to Okay, I wanted to chat because I totally dork out over Gila and Kendra was actually one of our first guests on this podcast and um, she's become a pretty cool friend Um, and sometimes she makes me feel less crazy and sometimes I realize I'm the crazy one and I need her. So here we are, ladies. Um, I think think we're all crazy and I actually just want to say that I, I love Kendra's writing. I did a deep dive. Once I found you, I did a deep dive into your account and everything you say is just what's going on in my head. So you're my people. It's actually, Kendra, one of the, one of the ways I seduced Gila was I was like, yeah, you know, we know Kendra. So (laughs) I I, I shit you not. I will use everything I have to get something. Oh, you Uh, can use me for anything. Well, you're fantastic. And uh, And now we have that recorded. I honor for anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're all in prison. I'm married to a lawyer. So I take things and I just. I'm married to a lawyer too. Oh my God. I'm not. I'm screwed. Uh, Well, mine's a lawyer and a psychologist. So he's a super narcissistic. (gasps) Why are you here? Hi. Okay. Hi. This is Alexis. Alexis. I'm fashion addicted also, by the way. I used to work in fashion. So I'm like major fashion addicted. Okay. This is, she is not mine. Um, I, my best friend, we say that she's hers because I don't care. And this one works, walks out with a scarf and boots. I'm like. Work it, girl. You got it, girl. You got a blanket as a as a cape. Lex, can you close my door? I don't know. Something, something audio. So that was well, my. Then you won't be interrupted by our kids. So that's good. I don't mind it. I think it makes us more human, you know. Okay. And okay. I think part of our sort of um, well, part of my struggle is trying to figure out how to balance it all. It's so unique to me. I know, and then also get appreciated by husbands and childrens for the. Um, for the balance, you know, it's only you. The rest of us totally have it together. Well, right, that's Kendra? that's why I share. I this. have it all together. That's why I'm in my car right now. <laughs> I know my schedule is just seamless, and everything goes exactly um, how I plan it. Mm. So my days are just really, you know, smooth and easy, and I'm I'm super relaxed. That's me too. Forehead lines. My account's all fake. None of that's me. Yeah, <laughs> right. any of those thoughts, none of them. they're good i know i think that um i don't know we were trying to figure out what to talk about and i am first of all why did you run away from home gila oh why did you run away and what is expat life like uh hashtag expat life um we didn't run away so much as we saw an opportunity um about 
over 10 years ago now. That's my, just, that sounds like you fled the authorities, but okay. Um, yeah, again, so we're going to have to just dub that out when Fine. you, when Edit. you yeah. air this uh, episode. Um, no, my husband uh, was working for a big American law firm and he had a client based, or his, the firm had a client based in the UK and really wanted him here. And we were at the point where our kids at the time, I think my youngest was 10 months old. So they were little, they were like, I don't know, maybe five, three, two and one or something like that. I'm not good at math. And um, he just said- <laughs> You might have six kids, who knows, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like I, I do actually. Anyway, we came for uh, sort of a, a job expansion opportunity and it was supposed to be a three-year stint. And we just really found a way of life here that we liked. We found a great community. We were welcomed by some amazing people. And um, you know, do we, we miss home, yeah, but- it was not supposed to be this long. So just keep extending it. We're happy here. Which makes sense. Sometimes um, flexible. And did I mention the free healthcare? Free healthcare. What? Yeah, it always pisses me off when I talk to Canadians because, you know. Sorry. I'm a little jealous of them, but whatever. Exactly. Kendra, did you, first of all, fun fact about Kendra, she's one of three, she's a triplet. <gasps> right? It's weird as fuck doodles could be. Yes. That's so cool. And they all look alike. You know, I I'm going to do a post on it eventually. What do you mean eventually? We have to get a good picture. We're all trying to lose weight right now. It's And apparently we're all very competitive with each other about it. And Are you on, on who gets, Yes. On who gets to be the skinny one. So <sighs> uh, I'm winning right now. Can you Congratulations. have you Photoshop? Or oh, body positivity. I don't know. <laughs> I know. We the point about is, you have to win by any means necessary. Mm. So I, I need to win. Apparently, do I'm really do competitive. People always say, do people, when you see it in trouble, do people always have that reaction like, oh my God, so cool? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then just don't ask me what. It's like to be a triplet. I would I, never ask that. I know a bunch of twins. Mm -hmm. I never ask that. I think it's actually because we don't know what it's not like. Weird question. Yeah. I want to know who's the pretty one. That would be the one I would ask, or who's the ugly one, but not what it's like. Because then it's just, you know. <laughs> I just, yeah, because we're going to tell you that. Yeah, I know. Well, you will. Someone will. Um, Me. I'm the pretty one. Duh. And the smart clearly. one, clearly. Clearly. It's and funny. It's funny though. So you're talking about, we're talking about, um, well, you know, okay, listen, I, the truth is I don't want to take a headshot yet. Cause I want to lose 80 pounds beforehand, but not going to happen. But I also 80, don't, right. 80 pounds. I don't advise that. 75. I'm flexible. What happened to body positivity, man? Right. So here's the thing. I don't want my kid to feel that way, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking about it and if, if they're, like, I kind of like that I'm always super overwhelmed and doing random things and like this podcast and succeeding or failing that I want her to be like, I'm badass. I could do everything, but I don't want her to inherit my, um, you know, body negativity. And so I was sort of wondering if you guys have anything that, I mean, Gila's is perfect. So shut the fuck up. But, uh, Kendra. Oh, I'm terrible with the body positivity and my daughter has already inherited it. Mm. So it's terrible. And I feel very guilty about it. And well, you should, but on the positive side, what do you want her to have from you? 
Like what part of you is awesome that you want her to be able to get? Ooh, see, don't ask me that either. I'm yeah. struggling. I'm struggling with all aspects of finding something great about me. How about the fact that you are really smart, write beautifully, write insightful things that many, many people can relate to, are bringing joy and understanding and acceptance into people's lives. I mean, that's just off the top of my head. And yeah. I just, oh, that's a little something too. I mean, you want to show her how to be badass by, by loving the things about you, I think. I mean, for example, I could finish a bottle of wine in one sitting, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not great, though, to do that. Well, it's not I mean, great to tell your daughter. Time. I know, I know. My recovery time, though, and, you know, I'm going to tell your whole audience now, I'm 45, so I'm on the upper edges of the mom blogosphere in terms of hold on did you just say you're that you are so much older than me before and that was your number yeah i'm i'm assuming i'm like a good 10 years older than you Uh, at least 20 i'm 42 bitch (laughs) really yeah botox don't tell my husband what kind of good good moisturizer um it's mostly botox and fat fat to keeps away the um you know the (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I get that. Interesting. I don't totally. I have a lot of wrinkles on my belly though. No one's looking at your belly. Yeah. No. We're not okay. we're not swimsuit models. Like it's fine. We all have wrinkles on our hey. belly. We've got wrinkles everywhere. I do want to say something about the body positivity thing because I've got um my boy is 18, girl 16, and the other two boys are, are 14 and 12. And um there was a time I, I've never been, you know, super uh, sort of self-conscious about my body because but, you're uh, thin and hot but no on. no but I've gone up and down 10 pounds and when I get pregnant I, I wail <laughs> down. no I, I had a hard time losing the pregnancy weight and I I'll I'll tell you a story later if we have time about how large and big I was and the elephantine sized stain I left on my mother-in-law's white leather couch I, I want to hear it now okay. Okay. Oh, well, you're gonna have to wait this is an mm. exercise in patience mm. waiting marshmallow test that. fine exactly here's the marshmallow exactly um, but so, and I, I used to kind of look in the mirror and suck it in and, you know, make comments like, you know, when you, you grab your butt and smack it and grab your thighs and say, oh, I've got to lose weight. But as she got older, I'd say when she hit about 14, I stopped doing that. You know, do I love everything I see when I look in the mirror? No. And I think most people don't, even people who look like they're flawless don't. But the change I made was I just don't comment on it. You know, mm. if I want to try to make a difference, I try to make a difference. I tend to dress in things that make me feel good about myself. So if something super trendy and it's not something that I can pull off, I just don't wear it. I'm more about wearing what's comfortable, what feels good. And she's 16 and she's like in, in the in the eye of the hurricane of, um, uh, you know, worry and doubt self-doubt and self-consciousness and i've got to give her like we're the we're the girls team in this boy house and i've got to give her the the right attitude and the right tools and you know it's hard it's an exercise for me too and censoring myself and not saying negative things even if i feel them but in doing that i find that i feel them less so it's, it's, it's a learning curve for the parents and for the kids you know in doing things for our kids i find especially since mine are older that 
the, the benefits affect me too. There's positivity that comes out of that too. Sure. Well, that, I mean, that's totally backed up by science, uh, mindfulness, meditation, mm. uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, oh, uh, I'm a shrink. Did I tell you that? I'm a shrink. Well, it says it in your handle. So <laughs> that, so you stalk <laughs> the, shit, you stalk the shit out of her, but you, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, that's all you got. No, but there really is something to be said there. I, so I started from young, when my daughter was younger, telling her that I was going to the gym to get stronger. Although trust me, she knew when I was bitching about my clothes at night. <laughs> yeah. But then I decided to focus on like different muscles. Like it's co- sort of cool that I, instead of like lumps of clay, I'm getting some definition or so, you know, so I'm, my attempt is to make it about actually getting stronger, looking stronger, not looking like a Barbie doll or, you know, whoever XYZ is. Um, and then I complain to my husband in private. So, you know. But strength should be what we're all after. Strength, strength should be the goal. And, you know, look, aesthetics change, looks come and go. Culturally, the aesthetic is different from region to region, from country to country. Uh, we can pick it apart, you know, for hours. I'm sure that there are university classes on this and studies and books, but the fact is you have to find what works for you and what image is appealing you. Yeah. And it may end up being the same thing for your daughter. It may not be, but whatever that aesthetic is, hopefully it's a positive one. Um, do what you got to do to get that. And, and as far as I'm concerned, strength is the most beautiful thing. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the things I sort of posited during our uh, brief uh, sporadic, you know, text exchange or whatever we call it, DMs, when I slid into yeah. your DMs, sorry, is uh, is that there is, so I thought I was going to hate 40, you know, ma- major mental breakdown. We went to uh, Italy as a way to distract myself because time zones, age doesn't count. And in fact, uh, yeah, it's a thing. It's a real, it's science. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm a doctor, remember? Right. right. Whatever you say, doc. Exactly. Um, but so I have a friend who's a few years older and she was like, she told me you will love your, you know, you will love your forties. You will love getting older. And it, it's true. I do love feeling more comfortable with myself. I also think I'm more aware of like double standards, like men and women. And this is, I I never, I was always like, this feminist shit is bullshit. Like I actually could see when I was younger, well, maybe we shouldn't get paid the same amount since we are going to go on maternity leave or we are going to, you know, like I I really could justify it and look at it from all different points of views. And, And now it's more, it's more about the, uh, I guess it's less about that argument and more about the balls that people have to say certain things to a woman that they wouldn't say to a man, you know, things that are acceptable. And I don't just mean sexist. I also just mean uh, questioning or um, I have a friend who she owns a clothing store and I guess she ran into the delivery man whenever she gets a delivery the girls in the store have to call her to decide if she accepts it or not accepts it. Has something, something retail. I got nothing. And she said that recently, I guess six months ago, the delivery store guy happened to be her own mailman, like the UPS guy at her house. And, you know, she's signing it and he goes, by the way, can you be a little quicker in how you respond? And 
I at first I was like, well, wait, no way in fuck. Like you wouldn't say that to a man. Like it's a business, you run it, and you're only saying that to me because, uh, you know, I'm a woman, and that's one of my strange thing to say. It's a strange thing to say, and stranger that I feel pretty confident it wouldn't have been said if she were a man. Uh, you know, I think that we've, the world has come a long way in terms of, I guess, inclusivity and, and you know, understanding the different genders. But in my, in my view, it's, we still are different genders. And that's before we discuss yeah. you know, whatever other genders we want to talk about. But in terms of male, female, there are differences that should be celebrated. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm, Maybe I'm you know old school, but I don't think we should be trying to um, impose or, or swap or superimpose um, norms or experiences that are traditionally one gender or the other. If somebody wants that experience, they can try to go out and get it. But um, I th- I think there's just too much pressure to for women to have it all and have everything a man has and. Um, you know, we can do it too. We can do things, they can do things. We can do things that they can't do and vice versa. And as far as we've come, there are just certain things that, that have not been broken through yet. You know, I don't, I, I still believe that there's a mixed company. Men will speak one way. And as soon as they go off on their own into a group, they're speaking another way. They have another language that they wouldn't feel is appropriate for, for women. And I I don't see how you can really change the mentality of people are you against sort of um listen i love trashy language because um you know but so i guess it would depend what would be said i guess uh there level i was in a meeting the other day um something school related um my husband and i have have recently been asked to and have agreed to join one aspect of the school board and we want to see if we can you know pitch in and make a difference these are really big priorities for us. And so we're in this meeting with a gentleman who's uh, fundraised for the school for many, many years. And he's he's been a significant fundraiser. He's gotten lots of money for the school over years. And this is England, mind you. So I'm sitting around the table with a bunch of British people. So it's me and my husband, two other gentlemen who are going to join the same board. Um, another person who's already on the school board and this fundraising guy and he's sort of getting you know into a heated conversation with us and with himself and explaining all the things he's done and he goes he goes and quite frankly you know I wouldn't care one bloody oh excuse me he looks at me he goes oh excuse me like he couldn't say bloody in front of me. <laughs> totally fine dude I wanted to say like until I fucking fine dude you know what I'm saying uh, yeah I, I you know I'll, I'll use words like that for emphasis I try not to use them in front of my kids because it's not a way of life so much as it is a well-placed em- emphatic word, but he wouldn't have said, excuse me, had I not been in the room. It was just for my benefit that he felt he couldn't say bloody. So maybe he's just from a different time when you censor yourself that way, but there is a sense of there's something other in this room. There's something other there. This We are not amongst ourselves. We are amongst ourselves plus a foreign object. And- I agree, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I wasn't there. I would have laughed because I've got a lot worse, you know, words and bloody, but I don't know if I'm offended. That's cute. Yeah, it's sort of cute, you know, but I like, I don't know that I'm offended 
by that. It does seem a little old school. And it also, I don't mind when a man holds a door open for, you know, like it's uh Me neither. There's so gotta I be- a, I have doors open for people. So do I. And there's gotta be a difference between genders wanting to be equal and wanting to be equivalent. Um, you know, but I think women do the same thing too. In what way? Kendra's alive. In what I'm way? I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> Kendra's like looking the around thing. the window. If you have a bunch of, if you have a bunch of women in a room, we will talk about something different. I believe. Like and what? Give us an. Give us a, a dirty like example. A, like, okay, there were four women in a room, and all of a sudden it turned into birth stories. And had there been two other men in there, I don't think it would have gone there that quickly. Hmm. I don't think I would hang out with women that talked about birth stories a lot, honestly. What? I just don't give a fuck. I mean. It, 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 sometimes, it sometimes goes there, you know? They yeah. are, you can bond over that. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it depends on the men. I don't know. The bottom line is our brains are wired differently. And I think there are, like a Venn diagram, like there are, Parts of us that overlap and, and come together and parts of us that just don't and won't. And Gila, that, you had me at Venn diagram. There's nothing that is like one, <laughs> you know like Malcolm Gladwell, Venn diagram. I'm like, I think I just had an orgasm from the Venn diagram mentioned. So go on. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what if I say Abraham Maslow? <gasps> ah, that's good. Woo! You Well, you weren't here when my daughter walked in and asked me what an outlier was. I was like, oh, this- Gladwell. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, yeah. Revisionist history, the bestest. Um, All of it. So good. I mean, listen, I will say the only birth story I have that has any relevance is after like several hours and a lot of pain and I have a long history of back issues, whatever, I turned to the nurse and I was like, that's something that went wrong with my epidural. I was like, I want to see a section. And she looked at my husband. And I said, I don't know why the fuck you're looking at him. You know, like, um, but that was the only excitement because um, female nurse apparently thought I was crazy, too crazy pants to make the decision. But um, did she think he was sort of your your health? My proxy? keeper, my keeper. Obvious. I have no idea. I mean, usually I wear the leash, but I'd taken it off for birth, so you know. Why did it get too tight? Or it always it's a choker. So. Okay, so here's an example. Actually, Kendra's smiling. She's like, I feel like the wheels are turning. I feel like she's memeing about us in her car right now. <laughs> she is. <laughs> Another phone. <laughs> it's stop. my burner phone. Nobody knows what's on that one. <laughs> exactly. You go sell your drugs, Kendra. Okay. <laughs> so and my pornography. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. Why are you even talking to us? You could be making, you're probably making money while you're sitting in that car. <laughs> Wait, Can you guys that. hear that I'm under a bridge? Why did I pick this location? Is it really loud? You're under a bridge? Sometimes you, I can hear. even more like you're selling drugs. <laughs> you're so selling drugs. <laughs> we know it's why you picked a- the location. That's where the drug dealers go. <laughs> you hear those helicopters under- over the bridge, Kendra? Yeah. <laughs> it's under a big, like That's of all the, the places I pick. under a main highway under a bridge it's probably gonna fall on me i mean no probably not it's not gonna fall it's not not gonna (laughs) fall on you but can i just point out if you were a man you would just be like i have to step out i have an appointment and you wouldn't be hiding under a bridge looking around like this every three minutes (laughs) i am i do you see me i keep yes you look crazy pants (laughs) so so in, in in line of um sort of assumptions and and norms and the way people uh do things without asking um so my husband phil phil and i 
uh, have a very distinct division of labor. And I, um, I used to work in fashion marketing for many years. And then I went from full-time to part-time to consulting to, we decided that he's going to carry on working and I'm going to stay home with the kids and do my home mom thing. And that's what I'm really, really good at. And I'm lucky that I didn't have to try to juggle both and everyone's benefited from that. So I've always handled all of the financials, insurance, utilities, mortgage payments. Like I do it all. He literally knows nothing. He doesn't know, you know, doesn't know how to access the banks. He doesn't, he, it's just not his thing. He trusts me implicitly and says, you know, you go deal with this. If you ask him what our electric bill is, he would probably guess a number so off that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I've always done that. And in the, when we lived in New Jersey, I set up all of these utilities, you know, when we started a family and bought a house, they were all in my name. We moved to London. Um, we dealt with, um, what do you call it? An estate agent, like a, a real, a real estate agent who set up all of our, we were renting a house at first and he set up all of our electric gas cable phone. He just did all that and everything was in Phil's name. Fine. In America, you have what's called a household where they'll speak to either spouse. In the UK, it's different. There's no household income. They want to know who you are, what you make. In my case, zero. In his case, everything. And in terms of utilities, they will only speak to the person whose name is on the bill. And they wouldn't add another name. I spent the first year here just having to make him get on the phone. I'd be He'd be at the office and I'd have to call him and say, can you just talk to blah, blah at Sky TV? or British gas or whatever, and tell them that you authorize me to speak on your behalf, only because the person who set this, you know, this stuff up made sure. the assumption that it would be under his name. Um, when we moved, it, we moved into the house that we're in now about two years ago, I set up everything in my name just to make life easier. Of course. But there are still things that will come through, like when it comes to, um, you know, if we've been to a charity event and we made a pledge the note will come in, you know, dear Phil, will you please settle this? And he just passes it right on over to me. Uh, that's also a joke because what man is going to be the one to volunteer money for the charity event? Yeah. No, but it's, it's just this, this assumption, like it's just such, to me, it's such a closed minded backwards way of thinking. It's just so inconsiderate. Why, why not go out of your way to, to sort of over assume the opposite? Why not just say Mr. And Mrs. And that way they can sort out who's giving it. Do you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I find that odd and, and frustrating. And he proudly tells his friends, he's like, Hey, guess what? I have all this free headspace because my wife deals with everything on, on two continents. You know, we're still dealing with paperwork in the States as well. Credit card bills, um, insurance types of tax filings. And he's grateful that his brain is free to that. And that my husband has, that's probably why my husband has no clue about any bill anywhere. None. Mm. Because you've taken it on. Yeah, I do it all. Also because I'm very uh, OCD. Anxious, yeah. <laughs> it makes me anxious to not know how much money and where it is and where it's going and what if there's yep. a mistake. My mom used to balance her checkbook down to the penny and she said if we got a checkbook, we had to balance it to the penny. And I've lied to her now. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I balance it. Uh, yeah, I was never able to balance check. I was always off by like fifty-two cents. So. I never. If you're off by no. fifty-two cents, then you could be off by a hundred dollars and fifty-two could I, cents. Could I go? What no. So what she told me, I get my anxiousness from my mom, but I get it. Are your kids anxious, Kendra? Yes. All of hmm. them are just a few. Well, the 
the little ones too it's too hard to tell nah you would know with him i think he i think he is he's a perfectionist which again is anxiety because i'm a perfectionist he would not talk for the longest time and i was really worried about it why that means he's super smart and possibly selectively mute and doesn't have time for anyone else he he was that's what the doctor said it wasn't any of that the doctor just said he he didn't have time for it didn't care everybody was speaking for him he was fine but they are all anxious and i'm trying to change it uh, just so they're not as worried about it my my son um i like i had severe anxiety for a while i sort of still do but i'm medicated so it helps but um, but my son, there's this book, Worried Walrus, which is like the best book. It's one of those sweet pickles books. And it's like this series of unlikely events. It's like, and then what if I fall off my bike and then the ambulance can't get to me? And then, um, and that's my son. And then I, my daughter probably would have ended up the same way because I was so protective, except that when she was uh, eight weeks old, she got meningitis and we were in the hospital for a week. Here's the thing. I was like, washing her like my son went to school I would wash his his hands his face Purell you know she would didn't even go in the school and then she you know so after that I was like yeah fuck it I gotta let go of some of this control it's just not um you know it doesn't work that well for me yeah. but but I do think uh, you know speaking of challenging sort of challenging gender roles and how we do it as I was driving my daughter home from school today early to podcast um she said uh she said you know it must be really tough being a mom you have to take care of everyone and do do you like it I said I do it's tough but some days are better than others and um and she said do you think you're gonna enjoy being a grandmother and she's eight and she's expressed for like a number of the years that she doesn't know if she wants to have kids and which is sort of odd for an eight-year-old and I said uh, I think if you decide that you want kids, I'll enjoy it. And I think if you decide that you don't, we'll spend different sort of quality time together because I don't know. I, I don't want her to think it's a, a given, you know. I think it's a great answer. Thank you. you. Know, why, why put the pressure on? It's cer- certainly coming through my generation and being Jewish. There were a lot of expectations. There were yeah. assumptions. My brother is a year and a half younger than me. And he got married first. And let me tell you how people were looking at me at that wedding. <laughs> and at his wedding, I was 22. Ugh. And they were they were looking at me like, poor girl. Listen, the audience, I'm making a poor you face. Yeah. Um, it'll it please God by you. It'll happen by you. You know. And I met Phil at 23. We were married at 25. So it's not even like it took me no that long. But it's this it, it's this inbuilt expectation and disappointment when you don't and i would always tell people it's not like going to get a degree you can decide to get a degree go get it you can't decide to get married it's either right or it's wrong i agree i don't see why anybody would just do it for the sake of doing it um i think it's a dangerous game to play so uh, i'm with you you know you want your kids to be happy and the hard part as a parent i'm finding is allowing them to to determine or to understand or to find what that happiness is not our happiness we we find our own happiness they have to find their happiness which i i agree a hundred percent and um it, to, you just gave an excellent pivot for me and but also you know 
I'm pivoting. I know. I like it. I got that. I was, I was, I, I was mimicking you because I've fallen in love and I hope you adopt me. So, um, as a, the papers as we podcast. Yeah. No, Ken and Kendra's just sitting there sad thinking about the papers and how how long it's going to take to fill them out. So, um, <laughs> I want to tell you something. I'm a lot more like Kendra. I just over the years have learned to, um, keep it at bay a bit, mask it. Like, Kendra, I, my daughter already knows that she doesn't message me the minute she gets to school or the minute she gets from point A to point B, I start freaking out. Yes. I, my brain always goes to the worst. I'm naturally like that. And it's it takes great effort for me to just, you know, not display that all the time. But inside, I'm thinking my overactive imagination will take me to the worst places. And I, and I feel you. It's a really exhausting and hard way to be. I but she makes it look fun. No, my <laughs> office is my I office. You look cool. You do. My office is right by the fire uh, department, and anytime the fire department goes off, I look at my phone, and that's how I soothe myself into. Don't worry, it's not your house that's on fire, or someone would have called you, which makes no sense. But that's how I, you know, uh, that's how I've I've gotten but, around but it. You found, but that's it. Doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. You found a way to calm mm-hmm. your brain. For the moment, yes, absolutely. The older I get, the easier it gets. I think. See, I think it's Just great. Gotta keep getting older. I, I, I most people do. <laughs> oh, most people do. You know, it's funny though. I'm okay. So I have this book. We, I've got this podcast. I'm sort of kicking butt in a really tough field of working with um, suicidal teens. Like that's my niche currently. And um, my husband said something the other day when I said that I, I had a I had, some, I had something scheduled. I don't know if it was a podcast or a new patient. And he goes, just, just remember, your first job is mom. And that's why he only has three fingers now. But, uh, <laughs> you know. but, but honestly, I was like, how, how would I ever forget that? It's such a part of who we are. Uh, and I make a point to find other things that also make me happy, you know, because... You know, do you think he was trying to say something? Yes, I do. Ne- uh, <laughs> you're I, a psychiatrist. I think psychologist. Thank you very much. I think he was trying to say it's okay. I think he was honestly. I think part of it is that he's jealous. I do have the freedom to explore these. If I can fit it into my schedule, I have the freedom to explore new things and benefit from them and enjoy them. And I think mm-hmm. that makes me a better mom and person and I think uh his mom never did that and I think so, to him it's foreign you know so um, he might have been trying to to be um sort of supportive and calming and saying no I just think it was being a dick to be honest wow dinner must be fun at your house it depends on the day <laughs> oh well I don't cook because everything I cook isn't good so I don't have to cook well come to my house I'll cook you good food oh I would love it such a good uh, nice Jewish cook lady yeah that's fine I'll eat I'll eat everything um I know Kendra has to sneak back into work and Gila you have to go find some black construction paper which is the bane of our, I'm usually looking for like giant um, poster boards, but I, okay, I do want to do my little pivot. So okay, I have a book on happiness coming out March 20th, 2020. It's called 10 Steps to Finding Happy. It is, poor Kendra's heard this so many times. It is being released in association with the United <laughs> Nations International Day of Happiness. Yes, that's a thing. Yes. I love that. I actually have heard that. 
Really? I think yeah. they were high when they came up with the idea, but I support it nonetheless. Great. Who, who doesn't like, you know, I whatever, just not teens and driving and that stuff. But um, so it's myself, uh, co-author and 24 expert writers in different fields talking about, you know, what makes them happy and then also providing solid tips to get happier. Um, and my real goal is to... The book is good. It is. But I also want to use it as a platform to sort of destigmatize mental illness and um, raise awareness and all those things. Because what happens is when a kid gets really depressed and suicidal and talks to someone about it, people don't know how to handle the feelings. They automatically think their actions shuts the kid down, further isolates them. And um, the same applies for adults. But uh, I, I believe in part that's why teen suicide is so contagious so um so Amazing. you uh, thank you for first of all congrats on the book and i really i look forward to reading it and hearing uh you know more about what you're talking about now because i i couldn't agree more as a mom of teens mm -hmm. uh this is important we have to be we have to be talking about this this needs highlighting well i'm totally roping you both in because i have this who the hell knows where it is but i made these like oh, sort of testimonial testimonial for your book before we've even read it is that what you're asking <laughs> uh actually yeah that would be awesome oh, oh you you could join my book launch launch party that's cool but cool. i yes but i have this um i kind of have this vision that on march 20th on or about you know we'll go on social media and people will be holding it's um it's less about the book and more about the hashtag like 10 steps and the stigma so we can it's sort of like mental mental health Mondays on Twitter, where you let people know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's my big goal. And now that you've been on the podcast, I'm going to sucker you guys in, that but person. good. But I also want to know 2020, what a cool date, right? Mm. It was pretty cool. Who knew? Um, so I want to know how you guys define happiness for yourselves. And if you say it's about spending time with your children, unfollow. Um, I totally wasn't going to say that. Kendra, that you first. No, mine wasn't about my kids at all. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying that that's not. I just want to know, like, what is, you know, how do you define happiness? So, Well, mine used to be eating Doritos that's and good. scrolling on Facebook. I mm. still really love that. Yeah. But again, I have to be the skinny triplet. Not skinny, the, I, I don't know. Shut the fuck up. No one Seriously. cares if you're skinny. Don't make me feel like Kansas, man. Uh. <laughs> Punch you in the face. Exactly. And it's Kansas. Isn't everyone like, you know, shapely? <laughs> shapely. I don't know. Are you yeah. Anyway, uh, I think. Yes, I'm 42 and I'm your grandmother. Surprise. Oh, you look amazing, Grandma. <laughs> Go on, Kendra. Happiness. We're I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I really do. This, my Instagram, it does make <laughs> me happy when people relate to me. So, so far, that's what makes me happy. I think that's a really Today. good answer, mm -hmm. which is good. Makes me happy too. Your Instagram. Oh, that cannot be your answer. You need something. <laughs> no, no, that that wasn't my answer. My answer is, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty simple at the end of the day. I mean, good nap makes me happy. I, I think it's as the older I get, it's harder to even define happiness. You know, it's not this like fireworks bursting, skipping through the tulips. I'm so happy. It's more of a contentment. And what brings me contentment is a feeling that I'm doing things right, which is a rare feeling. Um, 
brings me what brings me contentment, joy, and happiness is reading. I love to read. Same. Writing. I really enjoy writing. And the thing that brings me the most happiness is when someone connects with my writing. Somebody reads a piece that I've written, whether on my blog or in a magazine or um, even like little word memes on, on Instagram. When somebody laughs at that or finds it insightful and connects with it and writes me a little message about it, that is a great feeling. That's a major endorphin boost. So I'm going to keep writing. And I'm actually writing a book too. It's about my... Uh, my whole experience with breast cancer, which I had 10 years ago, which we don't have time to get into now, but I do want to read it though. I would love to read your, read that. And yeah, and it's, I, I tell that, uh, from a, a humorous perspective too. There's uh, nothing funnier than cancer. So in my opinion, I mean, that's just the way we are, but really, I guess if I had to nail happiness down, it's being able to find the humor and the joy in everything because yeah. what's happening, happening. And if you can laugh at it, it makes dealing with that thing that's happening much easier. I agree. I, I don't. Agree. I don't like people that go, oh, because that just makes me feel like worse. Well, they got shut out. Those people got shut out. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. and I will also. We all, we all have stuff. We all brought stuff to the table, and we're all having a fun, you know, funny, meaningful conversation about it. Yeah, and I have to say, one of my, one of the sort of happiest moments things that made me really happy recently is when something like great happened to Kendra and she immediately reached out and, and knew that like uh, we would be tickled pink. And so it's nice to get older and be a woman and not like a mean girl and, and have people that really are going to be happy for your happy. And so, um, I think Find we're all, your people. Yeah. Find people. And I think we're all pretty lucky. So I, I found my people now. Now you got more. You got Kendra and I. You're stuck with us, I swear. <laughs> you guys, you're stuck with me. Wait till you try to get rid of me. Just try to start a WhatsApp group without me. Just even try. No, I'm not in any WhatsApp groups, okay? Yeah. No one likes me that much, so. God, I'm so lucky. Is it going to be totally unsafe if I drive and keep talking? Holy shit, Kendra, we're ending it. Just wait. <laughs> you really want to record that? Again, <laughs> going out yeah, Your Honor, I'm well, ladies, and Kendra's driving away from the scene of the crime. Kendra, I just from under the bridge. It's fine. Is it a? Is, I mean, is the drug deal worth it or whatever? Um, yeah, ladies, thank you so much. It was so much fun chatting with you. Good luck with your. I know I ran over time, but good luck with your construction paper. Good luck with your drug That's deals, okay. Kendra. I'm probably gonna get fired now. I'm gonna be late back to my meeting, but it's probably fine, not. you guys. Probably it's fine. Not. We'll, probably. we'll let you a note. I'm gonna go get black paper and it's <laughs> note on the paper saying, "Dear Kendra's boss." Yeah, my my daughter can fake my handwriting, so we're we're cool, you know. The skills I need to teach in school. Absolutely. Um, and maybe when you do your when your book comes out, you'll come on to prim- if assuming I'm still have a podcast, you'll come on to promote it and stuff. Yes, please. Yes, please. All right, yes, thank please. you, and ladies. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Neurotic Nourishment to hear about upcoming guests and new episodes. We love hearing from you, so don't hesitate to slide into our DMs and let us know what you really think.